really entertaining. Cause physical exertion. Everyone's feeling good. Welcome back to Make Room for Sports, uh, the number one sports podcast in the world. I'm Simon Barrett, your host. With me, I have Dave Dominique. <coughs> oh, my microphone smells so fresh right now. Oh, nice. Uh, Mike Lochran. Uh, hey, guys. And Mikal is in my, this week. My microphone smells bad, like nachos or something. Oh. <laughs> I was going to do, oh, yeah. So we needed to talk about the fact that Mike got kicked off the podcast, but he's back this week as our special guest. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Because we I, are I, the... I don't even know about that. I have happened. not been sleeping well these past he's couple of damn cheater. Well, what we found out, because uh, we're all doing March Madness, uh, this is our, uh, everyone's first time, but it's very fun. We're going to get into it. Uh, but we found out that Mike was doing some kind of insider trading, which means that he spoke with someone who went to one of these schools and had an opinion about another team, which means that he was not approaching the brackets from a place of utter ignorance. Uh, yeah, which... I don't want to get the police involved, but it's not like we can't get the police involved. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a federal crime, insider yeah. trading. No, I, feel, I didn't know like what a high bar we had for ethics and podcasting on this show, uh, but I, like, I've gotten, I got the message. Oh, so... Uh... <laughs> Okay, North Carolina just beat Arkansas. That's good for me. All right, I'm watching. We're watch, I'm watching live updates to keep. I think everyone has that, right? Uh, yeah, I think everyone does have that. That's yeah, pretty, we all have that. That's pretty yeah. underwhelming. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't do anything. But I like to see my score come up. I'm currently in last place uh, behind Mikel. Um and then so it's like two different races. Mikel and I are kind of racing to see who's going to be last, and you guys are racing to see who's going to be first. Except that, so yesterday I thought that we get one point per win, but then I actually looked at the rules, and we get each round, the amount of points that we get for a win doubles. Yeah, it goes up, yeah. So you can, you can totally make a comeback. No, I, and I intend to, except I've only picked two teams correctly in the second round total. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, now three, I guess, because of North Carolina. Uh, I, I picked Gonzaga... And I think uh, University of Kentucky or something. Like... I think we should just do a whole episode where like Simon reads all of our brackets out loud to us, <laughs> but like with like not a total amount of confidence in what I'm saying. <laughs> like I was just doing, I was kind of like, and I think, uh... well, and this then one's keep... pronounced uh, Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't watch that game because they're boring, but I, I did predict they'll go to the Final Four. Um, and Ku, uh, a hated rival for those of us from Columbia, Missouri. Um, I, I predicted to go to the final four too, and and they won today, Kansas. Mm. So wait, are the final four been picked? Uh, yeah, I mean, not in, like we haven't got that far in the tournament. But in you, real life, you mean, Britt? In um, well, isn't it real life and the tournament the same thing? Well, I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about like our brackets or like what's actually happening in the world. Yeah, uh, are I they different? <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, you'd be surprised at how different they are. What are you talking about? Um, so our brackets uh, are actually really incorrect uh, in terms of the teams that are actually winning. Right, and the real world, by definition, is yeah. just always correct. The tournament, yeah. So the final four, we've picked the final four, uh, but uh, we're only in the God, second round. God has not yet picked the final yeah, four. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, no, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Has God picked the final four? No, no, <laughs> I don't think that happens until like next weekend, right? Uh, not for, no, a, a few, a while. April 1st. April first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. The yeah. madness lasts that long. Well, actually, Precisely the elite eight, one one month. Sorry, the elite eight is uh, is next weekend. So I think by Sunday we'll have a final four. We'll know who the final four is, and then it's like April first. It starts. 
I wanted to talk about whether March Madness is ableist, but that's really Mikhail's field. <laughs> um, how is it ableist? I, isn't like you can't you not say like, oh. craziness in a just oh, like right. pejorative way or whatever in a comedic way? Uh, I think you can. Yeah. I, was, I was just gonna. I don't know. I was just fishing for something there. I also did sincerely want to talk about uh, how there's a weird loathing for uh, KU in my hometown of Columbia, Missouri that oh. I found out during high school goes back to like the Civil War. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Do you guys know about this? Like, oh, because um, are you on like, a, on like a spot that's like on, you know, like right on the middle between North and South, the North and South? Well, kind of ish. But mainly it was just that uh, like, like Missouri started attacking Kansas like pre-Civil War and vice versa. Um, because they kind of just were on different sides. They wanted, um, cause Missouri largely was, uh, part of the Confederacy and, mm-hmm. um, or well, yeah, part of the South and, and Kansas wasn't. And so they went to war kind of early. Um, wow. and, but that's not the funny part. The funny part is that this like tradition has continued to this day where like, um, when the MU team visits like in plays KU, like under a norm, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Like, like we had a big uh, Stormin Norman. It was. It had some Norman associ- Schwarzkopf. No, it had some association with Norman Schwarzkopf, uh, who led the original uh, Gulf War. But um, so the, we called our coach, who was Norm something, during like the like eighties <laughs> and nineties Stormin Norman, also because um, like Norm Schwarzkopf, uh, he led to uh, millions of deaths and extreme tragedy uh, for the world. But um. He like when he took the players to Kansas, they would all stay in Kansas City, Missouri, and he'd get mad at them if they ate food or anything in Kansas City, Kansas, because oh, he wow. didn't want any money going into Kansas his economy. And similarly, when like the KU coach at that time, like had to have medical treatment in Kansas City, Missouri, he said he'd rather die. Oh, my God. And this is, by the way, we're talking like in the last 10 years. Right. You're not talking about like 1872. No, it's like this is like very recent. And so... Yeah, so they would all like like so they would even um the MU team the Mizzou Tigers where I'm from would like fuel up their bus in Kansas City Missouri to, to then drive it into like the game they would make sure that they didn't even buy gasoline in Kansas um, holy cow and uh, that that uh, that tradition continues to this day with me finally deciding to have an opinion on sports and deciding that I can't root for Kansas even though I I do think they're pretty good but I don't like them. Wow. So you've so you're choosing the Confederacy. Uh well, I'm choosing the Confederacy emotionally. <laughs> uh but not like logically. Like in my heart, I'm choosing the Confederacy. And I understand how that is potentially problematic. Uh but, you know, it's it's again, it's an emotional thing. It's a feeling, so a feeling can't be wrong. I feel like uh, I just sneak attacked you and you can edit it out if you want. Oh no, no, no. There's no there's no I mean the the smart thing you did is that this is one of the episodes that I'm editing and I'm probably gonna try to put it up a little early since we're talking about things that are happening currently. Um, which means that I have to choose between um sounding racist uh on a podcast or um or making an effort to edit something. And uh I think you know the choice I'm gonna make. I think it's the former. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not gonna I it definitely uh, I'm willing to burn my reputation to the ground before I put even an ounce of effort into this podcast <laughs> more than I have to. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's where we're at. Uh, so there were some pretty uh, exciting upsets in March Madness. Um, I don't remember any of them. Does anyone else? Uh, well, Mike, we can we can talk about the one that I accurately called and was then suspended for, which was uh, Wisconsin over Villanova. 
that's the one that makes me really um, mad well yeah i feel like i should just be able to um explain what happened i mean the the extent of my insider trading was that my friend uh, i have a friend who went to villanova like in the early 1990s probably uh and he as we were walking down the hallway at work last week he said i'm worried about wisconsin and so i <laughs> immediately entered Wisconsin over Villanova and then for that I was kicked off the podcast for a week but I'm allowed to come on as a guest uh guest guest a guest guest yeah that's correct you're on probation um, yeah so don't forget it kind of I guess is what I'm getting at. <laughs> right um so you just heard a person say I'm worried about Wisconsin which I would take to mean any number of things um, I took it to mean that like I had the inside track on a hot on a hot pick because uh, he's a big, I mean, he follows Villanova basketball, you know, uh, but it's not okay. like, it's not like he's the team doctor or something, you know. So what was he worried about exactly? Did he have like Just, a basis behind that? Was worried. He was worried. He was complaining as many Villanova fans were that um, they got stuck in a, in a region with like lots of good team. So I think, is it true that they would have had to have beaten Duke eventually anyway? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So that's I think the next, that yeah. they were complaining, a lot of Villanova fans were complaining that they'd have to beat Wisconsin and Villanova, or and, uh, and Duke, excuse me, and, and they were upset about that. that and Florida. Oh, right. Really, Florida. really good. Right. Yeah. I have a question. That's a sports question. Uh, so these divisions, does this mean that like these are teams that – Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question. So when you're a college team, you're in a division, and you only play other teams from that division, right? So does that mean that some of these teams have like are familiar with each other, but once we get down to the Final Four, it'll all be teams that don't face each other unless they're in the Final Four? Well, it's not true that they don't play outside their division. They okay. play... Um... You want conference, actually, is the word. But they play uh, most of the, they play many games in the conference, and then they have like out of conference play. So um, they may have encountered each other before in the season. Because I think it was uh, going back to my MUKU thing. I remember I don't know, briefly at some point there was a, a to do because they weren't in the same conference or something. Like they switched conferences. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Com- I can neither confirm nor deny that that is still an issue. Yeah, so it doesn't mean that like they definitely hadn't, they wouldn't play at all, um, but it, it it may mean that. Okay. There's um, been a lot of realignment of conferencing too, right, Mike? Yeah, there has. I mean, the whole thing is, like everything else in sports, um, if you think about it too much, it becomes depressing. <laughs> that's the, well, that's actually like the kind of purpose of our podcast. If like I've never actually seen it stated so beautifully. Uh, so so yeah, that works for me. You know, Villanova was the um, the team with the lowest seed to ever win the title. I'm just learning this. Wait, but uh, not this year. I'm not going to make pretend like, I knew that. What, what year was they that? They won 80, last year, right? 84? In, in 85. Yeah, 85. 85. They, oh. were, they were seeded number eight. And that's like yeah, the lowest eight. seeded uh, number that a team has had and then gone on to win the title. Interesting. Yeah, they beat Patrick Ewing's Georgetown, I think. Memory serves. Um, that's a good memory. We're going to go with it because I, I can't see I don't care how long any... it takes, Mikel. Let's fact check this. All right. Um, you, you want me to do it? All right, I can, let's do it. Let's do it. Time <laughs> me. Time me. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we need to have total silence well, <laughs> uh, to be clear, guys. So, uh, Well, Dave, you were excited to watch UCLA. Did you actually watch them beat uh, Kent State? Is this a gotcha question? No. I'm actually genuinely curious because they seem like the only team that you expressed interest in just because that one star player's father is uh, an enjoyable lunatic. And I I wanted to know if you actually watched it and had an opinion on it. I know. Are they playing tonight, hopefully? 
Uh, I think they are. I think they're playing Cincinnati, yeah. right? Cincinnati, they're yeah. The, the last game tonight, yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I will watch them tonight. <laughs> and I'm going to pivot. I got and... it. I got it. I got it. Guys, I got to cut in. I got to cut in. I got it. <laughs> How long is that? Uh, Bailing me out. I like it. It was Georgetown. It was Georgetown. It was ah, Georgetown. Good. Like, you were pa- right. Oh, right. Patrick Ewing's uh, Georgetown. Okay. I'm sorry, right. Dave. Thank you. Thank you, McCall. Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. And we're yeah, sure there... Patrick yeah. Ewing was a basketball person? <laughs> is there a reason <laughs> why uh, in the background behind, like, Barkley and the rest of the dudes, they keep showing Patrick Ewing from his Georgetown days? Is something, is something going on with Patrick Ewing right now or Georgetown? I, boy, I, I wouldn't know Patrick Ewing if he was standing in my living room. Um, so <laughs> um, I, I'm not so the right what? person to ask this. This is new information for me. Maybe it's just that he's one of the only people that I recognize from like the montage that they keep showing. But uh, Georgetown's not even in the tournament as far as I can tell. I'm just like glancing over the bracket. I don't think they are, no. Hmm. Did they like fallen off? Were they like a powerhouse at one point and they've like fallen off? Uh, hey. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, right. Yeah, Simon, this is your area of expertise. Oh, yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. Again, my father's a big uh, Georgetown supporter, and I don't think they've been good uh, since like the 80s. Since probably Alonzo Mourning days, I assume they yep, were probably yep, okay. Yep. Right? We talked about that uh, last podcast, I think. I think Alonzo Mourning, I think my ability to recognize that Alonzo Mourning was on Georgetown was what flummoxed everyone and led to this coming out. Uh, <laughs> la- last, I think that was like literally last episode. So we're doing great in terms of remembering. Uh, subjects that we've already covered thoroughly. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's good for the listeners to get kind of a recap of who we are, what sports are. I have, um, a, I have a question. Where uh, our dads went to college. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for either, for, for, for maybe for Mike, but maybe also for Simon, because I feel like we're actually, like, there's like a there's sort of a shift happening in terms of our competence on, this, on the topics that we're talking about, because I actually know nothing about the NCAA, and I think Simon at this point knows a lot more about it. Um, That's exactly right, Dave. Please continue. <laughs> but uh, what I'm what I'm noticing, which is interesting, um, the last two games that I've watched, which were uh, Virginia um, versus Florida, hmm. and um, the game today, which was um, uh, Michigan and Louisville, is that something can kind of seems to be possible in college basketball, which I think can happen in professional sports, but which maybe is more pronounced and more intense in, co- in college basketball. And I guess it's just, I mean, a simple word for it is momentum. It seems like in these games, when one of these teams, like Florida yesterday or, uh, or Michigan today, like gets a certain amount of momentum and the crowd gets into it and they get that behind them, it seems like the wave gets really intense. Is that like a, a phenomenon of college basketball more so than the NBA, would you say, Mike? I think it is. I would say it is. I think it's, it's, what, it's what makes uh, March Madness both like super fun to watch, but then... I think for a person who's thinking about it, especially thinking about it psychologically, it makes it like kind of <laughs> difficult to watch because what you have are like a bunch of guys who are hardly ever older than 20 mm-hmm. suddenly playing on national TV and like uh, the, the pressure is just uh, immense. You know, I can't even imagine. And so mm-hmm. like if, if one little thing goes wrong, it's easy for things to for things to go downhill quickly. I mean, the way that Virginia, for example, imploded yesterday was was like kind of shocking because the game didn't start out so lopsided. Like for a second, they were tied yeah, until was, like what? Yeah, it was close. I felt bad for you because you were we were texting and you were waiting for food. You were like waiting for takeout. Yeah, you told me it was tied. You, it was tied, and then by the time you walked back to your apartment, <laughs> they were down by twenty. <laughs> yeah, and they never got any closer. I mean, they lost by like yeah. thirty or so. And then I saw it happen today with Michigan as well. Like they were playing Louisville, and I, I'm pretty sure Louisville was winning. Um, going into the second half and even for part of the second half um, and all of a sudden there was just this wave of intensity like from the crowd 
and Michigan just became totally unstoppable. And suddenly, like it looked like JV versus varsity, just like the uh, Virginia Florida game. And they're and just, Louisville, uh, Michigan just sort of overtook them. They're like not as seasoned as professional basketball teams. Like they're not as much of a, you know, like a well-oiled machine. So they're more, yeah, like, like in the moment, like they could just get. Um, I don't know. I could that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah, mean, if you're yeah. co- if you're a college freshman and you were like a, a major recruit, that means you never played in a club basketball game in high school because you're like you made your team so good that right. like all those guys came from teams where they went like they maybe lost two games in their whole high school career and then all of a sudden like you're playing kansas at 8 p.m on a saturday night and like the whole country's watching it must be terrifying i can't even imagine so crazy yeah, yeah. so i in answer to your question dave that's exactly right um <laughs> yeah, uh, college basketball you know they're more emotional uh they haven't had the nba experience of having steroids um Injected directly into their cortical, uh, you know, kind of grooves. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're still able to think and feel more or less human emotion. Um, and you see that it affects the games uh, in a negative way often. Um, yeah. Watch out for this Michigan team, though, because um, despite the age thing, I noticed down the stretch that team is poised. That team was – I don't know if any of you guys watched that game, but – they just they didn't miss a free throw in like the last five minutes. They got fouled a lot and they just hit every single free throw. And they've got this German kid who looked really good. And they've got also a kid with really good hair. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his name. Um, it's either five or his, fifteen. What did you say? Like that. He's got really you, cool hair. Oh, oh, oh. That's what does it look like? What, can you tell me what it looks like? Uh, it's like kind of like shaved a little bit on the sides, and then it's like kind of big and like it goes upwards. I, I don't know. I don't really have much more oh, information. That's cool. Is he like um, the type of person where if, even when he's sweaty, his hair still stands up? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they try to recruit people with good hair because they know it'll mean a lot to like viewers like us. <laughs> well, there's that guy in Virginia. He had really good hair. I texted about him last night. Mm. Right. What did yeah. his hair look like? Actually, just like the guy Dave just described. Uh. <laughs> Same kind of deal. He looked like the guy that was in all the, um, all the Coen Brothers movies. He was Barton Fink. What's his name again? John Turturro. Yeah, he uh, looks like John Turturro. Oh, that is the kind of hair that, it, it, even when they're sweaty, it's still so thick it stays up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, but, but yeah, watch out for this Michigan team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb right now and say, even though my bracket doesn't say it, I'm, I'm predicting Michigan for the Final Four. They look really, wow. po- really poised. Like they, they, they dealt with adversity in a, in a pretty amazing way in those last uh, minutes with, against Louisville. It got really intense. Well, okay, I keep confusing them with Michigan State because they're playing Oregon next, right? Michigan is? Yeah, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, the Wolverines is who I'm predicting for the Final Four. Well, Mikal predicted Oregon to go all the way, and I predicted them to go uh, at least a little bit further. Um, it's I, the Ducks. Yep, the Ducks who have uh, Dylan Brooks on their team, who's the guy who did that really funny flop that we all enjoyed. Someone, <laughs> yeah. someone noted on uh, Twitter that all the white NCAA players have like the Macklemore haircut, but I think that's... Um, As as uh, as we know, this podcast is mainly about uh, decrying reverse racism uh, wherever we see it and can find it. No, wait, did anyone else notice that Simon's voice, like, yeah, what like, dis- disappeared? You, 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 Are you, you telling you me? Went, that- yeah, wait. during that last part, you were gone for about five seconds. Oh, you know what it is? I have the racism filter on. <laughs> uh, so when I say you, like you tried talking about reverse racism and it was like no no yeah, that's not, like yeah I need to turn that off because that's like that's like seventy uh, percent of my you sports can keep, opinions you can keep that on actually I'm cool with that 
right, well, you know, but no, that's that's uh, I you know you guys can is keep it, me in check. Uh, but yeah, is it like a plugin that you have to download or something? Yeah, it is. It's uh, I, should, it, I should get one. I should yeah, get one. it's it's on it's on the Skype. Uh, it's just like a Skype plugin. Okay. <laughs> Whenever I start to say something uh, problematic, it just mutes me automatically. Um, and I'm not editing this episode once again. I mean, the listeners will be able to tell that I'm not editing it, but just in case you think that you're hearing some sneaky edits to like make this sound this polished. No, that's all. That's all live. Are you going to add one drop? No. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just like, look, I've got a lot on my plate. Um, Oregon's I... losing right now, guys. Oh, no. Uh, that's actually really good for me because um, Mike Love picked them to go kind of far and I need them to be, I need my problem with Louisville to be canceled out by Oregon losing, even though I picked them to win this round. I don't, I don't think Rhode Island can beat Oregon. I didn't, I didn't even know they had, I mean, this is like a, a standard sports joke, but I didn't even know they had a basketball team. And whenever I see its name, URI, I, I think of UTIs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. What's the stand? Wait, what's the standard joke about? You make standard joke about Rhode Island that they don't have a sports team. Yeah, like, well, now your voice is foggy and weird. Um, oh no! Now it's better. Um, okay. They. Oh, what's the? Oh, the joke is like you say, like, oh, you're from Philadelphia. I didn't even know they had a basketball team there. That kind of joke. Like your team I, is so bad, no one knows it exists. When I hear uh, URI, I think of uh, a phrase that I really hate, which is when. You, uh, someone answers the phone and you say, hi, can I speak to uh, Mikhail Britt? And he says, this is he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I say, hate that. I say that. Yeah. I really don't like that. And that and URI it grammatically reminds me of that phrase. URI, URI reminds me of IRL. Well, what, do you, what should you say instead, Dave? Do you say like speaking? Yes. Uh, that's not speak, right. Speaking. Could but wouldn't anything. it also, I mean, if it's in the predicate, uh, Mike Lochran, uh, Shouldn't it be... Uh, this is him or whatever? Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's whom. What? No. This is whom. This is, this is, <laughs> you've been out of the game too long, Mike Lockman. You know, they're... Uh, you're soft. This is what they call is- <laughs> tenure soft. Is what's, what's happening now. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, you're just relaxing and reading like Daniel Steele novels uh, and like occasionally updating, you know, your <laughs> so multiple wait, choice quizzes. someone calls me up and ask to speak with me i'm supposed to say this is whom <laughs> yes. no. according well, yeah. to mike <laughs> yeah actually that is better yeah. or maybe if you make the sentence longer you could say like this is he who calls himself dave oh yeah <laughs> i go by would... that name this is he who calls himself dave. I, don't, I just don't see how this is he became i, I don't it just sound i don't i don't know okay we can let this go but what is I want to know? Well, what I, Mike, think, I, what, I think it's um, like a more polite way because if I say like, "Can I speak with Dave, please?" and you say like, "You are," um, then it's kind of like, "Well, you know, that, let's not make such a big thing out of it." You know, I think but, this is he is kind of humble. This is him. Why not? This is him. I don't know. I can't answer that part. Simon, your, you're like your you're wire barely... is not. Yeah, this is not broadcast quality. <laughs> really? My mic's really a problem. Super, like a, super low. Like you're like a little mouse in a tin can. Oh, I don't know what to do, guys. Now you're back. Uh, now you're back. Uh, this is like really frustrating. I feel like part of the problem, honestly, is that I have so many windows on my computer open, <laughs> tracking all these sports, <laughs> that it's like fucking up my connection. Well, yeah, yeah, if they're reloading, definitely. And they are reloading. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm, and I'm uh-huh. getting. Constant... I'm actually actively like managing that on my own computer to make sure that I'm not using too much bandwidth on that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna close out all these. things. You need to get two computers, Simon. Well, that I do actually. I do need to get two computers. For That's what purpose. I do. I have one laptop for for Skype, like the Make Room for Sports laptop that you guys bought for me, and then I have my own laptop. Yeah, because that's absolutely the problem. Is I have like fifteen windows open right now, and they're all updating sports. Right. You need Whoa, fifteen you got... laptops. <laughs> One for each window. Wait, Mike, you got a you got a free make room for sports laptop? Yeah. yeah if you joined early, there is like we were. Yeah, we were super flush. We were super yeah. flush at the beginning, the and then Patreon Patreon dollars were just pouring mm-hmm. in, and then stock options. Well, then we just well, it all fell apart when we uploaded an episode. Um, yeah. Like it was going really well, and people were like really excited about it, the idea of uh, of of us doing a podcast and a sports podcast. And then uh, we uploaded our first episode, and everyone pulled the plug. Uh, the investors bailed, um, and yeah, it's kind of a podcast bubble. It turns out. Don't you wish there was a better word for podcast than podcast? Like yes, I agree. I feel like what we're doing right now is superior to a podcast. Yeah, this should be called like. Like a, a audio novel is what you're listening to right now, but that, but that's like a thing. That's also a thing. Is people actually there are audio novels, so I don't even know how to describe what this is. An audio I, novella. Well, you know, I saw Adam Curtis uh, host. He introduced. I went to see him live uh, last evening. He introduced his documentary Hypernormalization, and he was like, "I don't really want to think of this as a film. I just kind of call it a thing." Um, and he didn't mean because it transcends filmmaking, but I do mean that we transcend podcasting. So we need to like, yeah, come up with like a new brilliant thing. We're just a thing. We're just an audio thing. Well, I guess what I guess whenever we get our Pulitzer, we'll just see what they carve on it. It's just one of those words. I agree with you, Mikhail, that it doesn't really inspire the imagination. Like when people talk about one of the ways that Donald Trump could get tripped up uh, for impeachment, they talk about the emoluments clause. It's just like not sexy enough mm-hmm. for people to keep. It just makes you automatically your your, your like eyelids get heavy when you hear. Right. right. Yeah. It's even right. worse when people call it a pod. That's terrible. Oh yeah, that's uh, just you just sound like a poser if you say well, that. Well, and that's disrespectful to us, really, because <laughs> I mean, we're putting in a lot of effort every week. Anyway, I don't. We don't. We we'll get into it next time, I guess, a little bit more. Um, hey, do we have any? Uh, oh, by the way, let me know if my mic messes up again because I closed all my windows. Can I ask something about the uh, NCAA? Is it a thing where the winning, like after the Final Four, the ultimate winning team, they cut down the net of the other uh, rival team? Uh, <laughs> That's great. I don't think it's the rival team, but I like to think of it that way. Yeah, that would be better. They steal the rival uh, team's net. Yeah, like yeah, they cut down the rival team's net. That would be super hostile and awesome. But yeah, and there'd be like an announcer that would be like, "Now we will do the cutting of the rival's net." Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I'd like they, that. They, I, no, I really Sorry. thought they did that. I mean, they cut <laughs> like down a, the net. Yeah, they definitely do cut down the net. So you're thinking it was kind of like a castration? Uh, yeah, like if the if yeah. their mascot has a tail, they cut off its tail. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, but no, I, 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 I love the cutting down the net thing. Like, is it only in the NCAA or does it happen in the NBA? Don't, um, it doesn't happen in the NBA. I don't it, think. No, no. I think in like high school sports, there's a thing where like people rush the field and knock over the goalposts, um, mm. after a victory. I would love it if in every NBA game, the winning team got to cut down the other team's net. Yeah. And, they, and they did it like really slowly. <laughs> Like with like 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 nail clippers. Wait, I also Britt, like. You, yeah, go ahead. yeah. What? I was gonna say I, I like the implication that like the teams own their own nets and they have to bring them from gym <laughs> to gym. <laughs> so that would that's what would make it so rude if you cut it down. Right, right. Be like, We've had that net for weeks. Uh, but then like Tom Brady would fuck it up. He'd have like a he'd put like titanium threads inside the net <laughs> so that it like yeah. couldn't be cut or something. <laughs> 
Bray, weren't you playing in like a rec league in, in, in LA for a little bit? I was thinking yes. maybe next time you do that, you could like bring a ladder and no one will understand why you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the game, if you guys win, you can. <laughs> Does your team often win, Mikhail? No, we won our first game and we were like, and we were very confident and arrogant. And then I don't think we ever won again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so not too many nets uh, hanging over your No, your, we had one posts. opportunity, but I didn't know about what cutting down nets was at that time what do they do with the net after they cut it down and i hope they don't just throw uh, it in the ocean what do they do uh i don't know they like i don't know they, they hang it they burn it they uh i don't i mean i assume one of them just like nails it to like his bedroom door and then just they forget about it or like they each kind of like the the, the trope they each take turns they each get to own it for like a week yeah like with a trophy yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Isn't that what they do with one of those sports trophies? Like every player on the team gets it for like a couple of days. We need Stanley to, yeah. Cup, yeah. We're going to need yeah. to research this one a little more thoroughly. <laughs> oh, I, want, I don't know if I said this or not, but it, let me know if my mic messes up again because I closed all the windows. So, I'm no so longer, far, so good. Okay, I'm no longer track. I'm no longer live tracking every single game in both uh, men's and women's NCAA, <laughs> uh, which is so pointless anyway because we're going to upload this at best tomorrow, at, realistically on Tuesday. And so it's not like right. I'm delivering breaking news to the listeners unless uh, actually it's very possible that I'm delivering breaking news to our like 10 listeners. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll deliver some breaking news. My girlfriend has a, has a long, like, like I think 20 hours of flights on Tuesday and she, re- she's really hoping that it's uploaded uh, by Tuesday morning so that she can, um, she can listen to this podcast on her, on her travels. But she's in the middle East, right? Yeah. So there's like a time difference. Yeah. So it actually have to probably be up by Monday night. She was, was she a fan from the beginning? Is that how you met her? <laughs> okay. All right. You don't have to. You don't have to answer that. That your 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 joyous laughter is enough answer for us, uh, Dave. We can tell that it was a romantic meeting uh, based on our podcast. Um, hey, I want to. Does anyone have any plays of the week? Because um, I kind of have one a little bit, sort of. I totally do. Well, yeah. I th- I think this is the week when I suspected we were all going to have the same play of the week, but then you guys were texting like five hundred text messages about the NCAA and I just like lost track. So I don't think we're all going to have the same play of the week anymore. Uh, I'm, so I don't so- think- I, I'm sorry, Mikhail. Do we, do we text too much about, about the podcast? We text uh, a lot. Um, we text a lot. I mean, when I was I'm pretty caught off guard by it, when yeah. I'm in and on it, it's cool. But like, I just couldn't keep up this week because I had other stuff going on. And like, um, I just had to like, kind of, I read them all, but I just had like, I couldn't even understand it. So you if gotta, you miss if you miss like two hours of the texting, you're out. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. 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 Well, that's why I've changed the title of the of the text thread to "Make Room for Make Room for Sports." I have um, a feeling I know what Brit's thing is that he thinks is. Oh, sorry, were you gonna you do more to that, Simon? No, no, that was the joke was over. Uh, but it, but this is good. I'm wondering if I could pe- guess. listeners are probably still laughing. Yeah, so I wonder if laughter. I could guess what Mikhail's thing that he thinks is going to be the universal play of the week is. Although I don't want to take his from him because mine, it's not possible someone else had it because it didn't exist outside of my mind. I want to place a bet <laughs> on whether or not Dave guesses Mikhail's play right. All right. Oh, sweet. Are you going to bet Simon or who? Uh-huh. Uh, I want to bet Simon um, that Dave is wrong about what Mikhail's play is. How much okay. money? Um, like two units. Okay, two units. I'm going to guess okay. that Dave gets it. I'm going to bet Simon three units that dave guesses it right i'll take that bet oh sweet i want to bet uh mike lockeran five units that i get it right 
Okay, sweet. Oh. All right, we got it. The bets, <laughs> because the bets are in. The brackets. Brit's confidence made me think. I feel like Brit just sent me a, a, a subtle message that tells me. I think Brit just told me that I know what it is. Oh, you guys oh, are that's, in on that's it. That's insider information. Yeah. No, 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 no. All bets it, are it off. Was, it was. It was. Sub, <laughs> it was subtextual. I think by Brit indicating that he's confident that I know what it is, and you'll understand why in a second. I think it tells me that I know what it is. All right. Look. Just tell us. Just, just. I think it's going to be when Russell Westbrook made that pass through someone else's legs. Oh, uh, yeah. That was incredible. No, that wasn't oh, it. <laughs> what? Mikhail. You're going to have to add up these units that now. That was a good play. That was a good, good thing play. we're recording this. That was incredible. Uh, how, how is that not your play of the week? <laughs> I mean, just, that's really... there, is a, there is a better play. Okay. It... I, I, I'm, I'm listening. So my play of the week was when uh, DeMarcus Cousins' boogie alley-ooped it to the brow, and the brow did a 360 slam dunk. Holy shit. I, was, is this real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. It was was like, it in a video game? I didn't see it. Yeah, this was real. <laughs> yeah, it, it was virtual gonna, reality. I know. I'm, I'm not sure. I dreamed it. No, I think it was real. I'm pretty sure it was real. <laughs> I like that we're all just immediately skeptical. <laughs> like, <laughs> I liked it when Westbrook uh, had a jetpack, and he turned on his jetpack, and he flew through the roof of the stadium. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, Mikhail. All right, well, no, that's that's it's a real. Pretty, that I found like a, the highlight. It's it's real. It's a beautiful. That's too. a beautiful sounding play, Mikhail. If you haven't seen uh, yeah. Westbrook uh, pass between the the runners' legs of the opposing team, it's no. really good. I've people have already started using it, uh, you know, as like a reply uh, GIF on social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, for when like someone like does or says something cool. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever seen, actually. It's really satisfying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the level of, like, instinctive awareness uh, you have to actually successfully do that is is incredible. His reflexes uh, are just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah I, gotta I just see watched it. I the love Anthony that. Davis dunk. It's, a, it is, it's magical. It's very good. I'm scared to watch it because I'm scared it's going to, like, knock me off the internet, but I will afterward. Yeah, you can't watch it now. Yeah, we've we've just we've just gotten the podcast up and running 30 minutes in. It's because you are the two guys that steal your Wi-Fi signal. So they're not very strong. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the diner has the bandwidth to support me watching that right now and Skype. Yeah. Uh, I pay a tremendous amount of money for my Wi-Fi, uh, but I also just realized, um, <laughs> uh, so I have AT&T U-verse and I just realized I left the TV on also in the other room uh, watching sports. So I've got uh, the March Madness playing in, the, in a room that I'm not in and the door is shut between my room and that room. <laughs> yeah. So I probably could have, uh, could have not done that little use of bandwidth as well. That man... Well, I can't go turn it off now. You t- well, because yeah. we're live and I'm not editing this. Yeah, I'm starting. You're right, Simon. That it should not be called March Madness. I never thought about it really because I didn't think about it at all this week because I just didn't. But it should be called like March Wildness, maybe. <laughs> mm, maybe better. Maybe better. Um, March Melancholy. March. <laughs> yeah. That's March. Not, yeah. Well, even that's that's ableist against depression. That's true because there's um, yeah it's like I don't think mel- melancholic melancholic features is um, a specifier in the DSM. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. oh. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Simon. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, March. Uh, March. Uh, well, we'll get something. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Um, my play of the week uh, is not a, is not actually very good. Uh, but uh, did you see that Shaquille O'Neal? is either joining in on the weird publicity thing that people are doing uh, in regards to this topic or sincerely believes that the earth is flat. Um, oh, I didn't hear about this. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he he went on a podcast uh, recently. Sorry, I figured you guys would know this, so now I actually Sh- Shaquille O'Neal went on a podcast. Uh, not our podcast. Oh. Okay. Um, so if you who's, Google Shaq who's... right now, the first thing that comes up is Shaq uh, Flat Earth. Um, and uh, yeah, he, apparently he 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 didn't go on our podcast uh, again. To be clear, but um, he was he almost on... he almost did though. Yeah, I mean he will he will soon. Uh, but he said. Uh, he was on uh, Irving, uh, so the same Kyrie Irving's podcast, which is, I think, uh, where where this whole thing first started. And he went on that podcast and said, uh, "It's true, the Earth is flat. Uh, the Earth is flat. Yes, it is. Listen, there are three ways to manipulate the mind: what you read, what you see, and what you hear." Um, yeah, in school, the first thing they teach us is, "Oh, Columbus discovered America." But when he got there, there were some fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking on peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Columbus didn't discover America. So listen, I drive from coast to coast, and this shit is flat to me. I'm just saying, I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's flat to me. I do not go up and down at a 360-degree angle, and all that stuff about gravity. Have you looked outside Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? You mean to tell me that China is under us? China is under us? It's not. The world is flat. Damn. So I think they actually lured him into this because of something that he said on the air about a month ago, which was equally hilarious. So um, Shaq was confused because they told him that, that the moon is further away from Atlanta than California. And Shaq was like, was like, nah, that can't be possible because I can see the moon, but I can't see California. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was, they were like, how far do you think like the moon is from, from us right now? And I don't remember what he said, but it was like a really low number. Like he thought it was maybe like a thousand miles away or something like that. <laughs> and, and like the other dudes were just cracking up like Barkley and Kenny and, uh, and EJ were, were just dying laughing because Shaq couldn't wrap his head around it that because he could see the moon, but he can't see California. That. You got to take a rocket ship to get to the moon, but you don't take a rocket ship to get to California. So uh, you've obviously got your head wrapped around this. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, that actually would have won the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right there. Uh, yeah, so Shaq, uh, not a good astrophysicist. Uh, Can I, I want to just repeat my position from last time, which is that if, like, I would rather Shaq actually think the Earth is flat yeah, then this than find out stunt. that it's a publicity stunt. Because I actually think it's genuinely interesting if people believe that again some people sincerely do and we did talk about this last time how this is like a fascinating kind of example to me of technology having come full circle to the point where we now have so much information that we don't believe anything anymore um and you know kind of recent political trends have have seemingly been built around that um but this does feel uh it feels like a bit no 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 i'm very confident it's real and I think you would be too if you saw the video of Shaq arguing that Cal- that California is further than the moon because it, it's very convincing. And Shaq, if you've seen any of his movies, is not a convincing actor. Uh, so. yeah, actually, uh, having seen a, what Steel is the one where he's like a cyborg uh, soldier. Um, oh. I, have, I have seen some, I've seen some Shaq films, and actually, you you completely just won me over onto your side. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you that video of him arguing that the moon must be closer than California. Wasn't Sha- isn't Shaq also like a sheriff or something somewhere? No, yeah, he's like a part- yeah, he's a part time oh, cop is? in uh in like Florida or something. Oh, <laughs> so weird. I was thinking he's also Steven, got a doctorate. Steven was Seagal talking. was like a sheriff in like Louisiana. Oh yeah, or and then they found <laughs> out he was true? like. Yeah, Steven Seagal's like yeah. a sheriff in Louisiana, but then they found out that he was like keeping a woman in a cage or something. <laughs> like, I think he got fired. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll 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 research. It's because he put a woman in jail. You mean? No, it's not. Uh, 
It's not. I'm going to have to research this one, fellas. Uh, hang, about uh, March preposterousness. Um, you guys just, Mike, what, <laughs> let's hear some more plays of the week while I uh, look up whether Steven Seagal kept a woman in a cage. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> well, I thought there was like some kind of sex slavery ring or something. Oh. Yeah, March, I, fr- March frenzy. Yeah, Steven Seagal sued for allegedly keeping sex slaves. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal tricked assistants into becoming sex slaves. This what? is a lawsuit. It's 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 all. The lawsuit was dismissed. The Steven Seagal sex trafficking lawsuit was dismissed. Okay. Um, when but, was this, Simon? Uh, this was 2010. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was it was alleged that he uh, and he is a, a sheriff in rural Louisiana, um, and he lured a Los Angeles woman to rural Louisiana to serve as a sex slave. Uh, but it's it was dismissed, and nobody's clear on why. Uh, Caden Neguin uh, wanted a million dollars um, from him, but um, but yeah, I don't know what is, came of that. Is Steven Seagal the guy in a movie? He like jumps up in the air and he does a split and then lands like on two tables, and he's like doing a split between two tables. Uh, I'm going to answer John that Clark. right. I'm going to answer that right now. Absolutely, that is not Steven Seagal. That's Steven not, Seagal. Dave, <laughs> Dave said it. Yeah, Steven Seagal couldn't jump like like three inches in the air and land on his feet without like howling in pain. Um, I mean, Steven Seagal was a formidable, uh, you know, a keto stylist back in like, you know, the eighties, but he, you know, he weighs like 500 tons now. <laughs> he like, can, he like can't move at all. Like he's like a weird watching his movies is like watching him, you know, like a Tyrannosaurus try to wrestle with its like prehensile arms. He definitely um, wears the three piece uh, corset suit. Yeah. And I mean, and, and if you watch any of his recent films, was- is the three-piece corset suit for big guys? Uh, we talked about this. That, was, I that might have we, been the episode I was absent. Yeah, I think I was saying that I wear a three-piece uh, suit because the, the vest acts as a corset for my girth. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, ever yeah, since yes. you said that, I've been thinking about the first time right, I need a three-piece right. suit, but also noticing when other dudes wear them, and Barkley often wears a three-piece suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Barkley's absolutely, like, staping himself into that thing. <laughs> um, he's, got, he's got, like, a team of attendants who, like, wind him into it very slowly. <laughs> Um, you know, it takes it takes like two hours to put on and off. It's like rolling sushi. Yeah, uh, Steven Seagal's <laughs> a disgusting fat man. Um, I just wanted to say that. This is getting really bad, but I don't feel bad making fun of Charles. Bar- well, all right, I don't know because Charles Barkley has this weird thing. There's something that happens sometimes on on their show where Barkley starts talking about San Antonio women. Have, have any Have any of you guys seen that? Uh, no, oh. it's just this thing that comes up where Charles Barkley. Uh, it's it's really bad. It's really misogynistic because obviously like they're like all fat, but like I mean Charles Barkley and, and Shaq are fat, but like when Charles Barkley starts talking about like the San Antonio Spurs and they start talking about the Riverwalk being the only good thing in San Antonio, and Shaq will immediately like you'll see him like trying to hold in the laughter because he's just waiting for Shaq to start talking about San Antonio women. Oh, Charles every, Barkley to talk about San Antonio. Yeah, women? yeah, and and Shaq just goes nuts and like can't even deal with it. He just laughs like. You know, like a little child, because Charles Barkley has, has this line. He's always like, "Man, I got some big old women in San Antonio." <laughs> he always does the same bit, and he just talks about churros, and it's it's really bad. But anyhow, so this is all me justifying making fun of Charles Barkley's girth because he does it he to himself. other people. Right. Yeah, you gotta him, take yeah. it if you're gonna dish it. You gotta, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I I feel great. I was comfortable making fun of Charles Barkley's girth before I knew his opinion <laughs> on the fine women of San Antonio who are big fans of this program. Mm-hmm. Um, we think uh, you're beautiful, San Antonio. Um, keep keep the Patreon dollars rolling in. We love <laughs> them. March be in a bonnet. Or March, yeah, I need a computer, March, San Antonio. March zaniness. 
Nah, zaniness is zaniness is actually, if anything, more of a mental condition than madness. Being a bonnet, mm. then. Uh, again, that's like a medical term. <laughs> yeah, that's like a con- that's like a condition. That's like Wellbutrin is specifically prescribed for that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, did we do all our plays of the week or not? I don't know. I no, I didn't. I didn't. Glockren. Do Glockren didn't do his. Oh yeah. Oh, do you oh have- yeah. Dave Dave Dominic referenced that he has his. I mean, wait. Am I? I thought, to say- I thought Dave's play was the ball between the legs play. <laughs> I no, mean- no, that's right. Dave's play is is fictional. Okay, I'm interested. Well, it's yeah, it's something. Uh, I kind of want Mike Lochran to go first, so I feel like I haven't heard from Mike Lochran in like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this whole time I was thinking about if. Well, my play of the week <laughs> is. Um, what, what were you thinking about this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. That might I mean, be the play of the week. I want to remind you, you're on probation. Uh, yeah. That, why do you think I'm so nervous? That's why I've been so quiet all night. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Got it. <laughs> um. No, I don't even really. I don't even really have a play of the week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, drag. That's uh, that's another. Um, what have you, you been thinking about then? I, I, I've <laughs> yeah. been thinking about how Wichita State has the fat guy and the bald guy. Oh and yeah. I, and like, I think that's my play of the week. Um, <laughs> Are they both me? Did but they didn't win, did they? <laughs> uh, they lost today, but not by much. They almost beat uh, Kentucky. I do like that. I was able to relate to that to like two players on a basketball team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we all felt like really, really close to them. Um, My demographic yeah. represented. On, and then there was court. a time during the text thread, and now I'm imagining poor Mikel like trying to like raise his family and not text us about basketball. And we, we there was one point that night we were sending like ten texts per minute about about that game. But um, Mikel doesn't know how to put our conversation on do not disturb, so he's like desperately <laughs> trying to put like his sick baby to sleep, like, like, just, like, like and it Bing. just keeps trying. And for some Bing. reason. For some reason, Macau can't turn his like phone's like 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 text alert noise from this one like like little MP3 he added of me going hee haw, <laughs> and so and it just like keeps bursting out. And he can't lower the volume either because his phone's cracked, and so it's just like he's like just please go to sleep and hee haw, and uh, and yeah, that's what I picture. Yeah, and like Mikel is the person for whom the podcast is doing the most amount of good. So imagine what it's doing for the rest of us. <laughs> That's really true. Uh, yeah, our lives have really uh, improved. Um, Wait, why anyway, is Mikel the person? Oh yeah, go ahead. I, well, I'm still. I think I'm they just served the joke. Um, <laughs> there was a stretch during that game that I was texting, and I thought there were two fat guys. Um, but I think I like looked at the highlights the next day, and I think there's only one fat guy, and I think that either. I was at the bar, and so either I had been drinking too much, or like the fat guy changed numbers at halftime or something. Because I think there's only one. Uh, that was a opportunity for a classic bit of fat guy humor, where it's like, oh, the two fat guys on that team, and and then I would have been like, but Mike, there's only one fat guy on that team. And you're like, that's how fat he is. <laughs> oh, and I would have been like, oh, make uh, room for fat shaming. Yeah, well, then I would have like. Maybe, maybe little... Mike was like you were drunk. What do they call it? Like um, this? I don't know if this is one of those problematic things, but beer goggles. So maybe <laughs> I don't know if that's how the hell is that problematic? Oh, because I, I don't know. I mean, your yeah, picture... beer goggles is like when you think a woman is better looking than she is because yeah. you're drinking. No, yeah. Mikel's just like picturing some gimpy kid who has to wear goggles for some reason, <laughs> and he thinks like goggles are like an affliction, but it's just something that people wear. <laughs> And oh, actually, no, beard, beard goggles doesn't work because you oh. thought the guy was fat. And then the next morning you thought and then next morning he was actually skinny. It's like reverse beer goggles. Yeah. What if those are, my, those are my beer goggles? If you think like, fat guys about... are sexy, then yeah. 
well, uh, I'm, I think it's great that Mike uh, has championed the player who has his own zip code. Um, I do want to <laughs> say really quickly. I want to say the mic cut out as you delivered your punchline. Did it yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Can you do the punchline again? No, that's incredible. That's actually perfect. <laughs> um, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's the censor again. They're like no fat shaming, no bigotry. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see if this gets through. Because I actually am curious about like what's the deal with the what's the deal with the, with the basketball players who wear like the weird, creepy like slash movie face masks that cover oh. up, like the the clear masks that cover up like the top half of their face. Yeah, Russell Westbrook was wearing one of those for a while last year or a couple of years ago, and it was like truly terrifying. No, yeah. it's so creepy, and it, it absolutely feels like something out of like an '80s slasher film uh, that didn't have like a huge budget. Um, it, what is, what's, what is that? Is that like, have they like broken a cheekbone or is it like an orthodontic thing or do we I know? I think it's a broken, I think it's usually like a broken nose or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But, yeah. I mean, there's no reason why if I were as a coach, I would have all my players wearing those cause they're so freaky. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. No, it looks, um, where can you buy it? I, I think you have to break your nose and, you just and then, and then they give it to you. <laughs> No, seriously, it, it's like some it, Mad Max Fury Road type thing. I love it. If you break your nose, Mikel, it grows. One of those grows out from the uh, the source <laughs> you, of the break. After you break your nose, like when you wake up in the morning, you look under your pillow and the, the mask fairy <laughs> has left it for you uh, to replace your nose cartilage. Um, what, Dave, how, longer, how much longer are you going to deny us your play of the week? March <clears throat> giddiness. How about March giddiness? I'm kind of scared to... I'm just going to ignore that. I'm kind of scared to... Um, <laughs> to uh, to say my play of the week because I, I it's like when Mike started talking about David Foster Wallace and he was worried that we'd want him to stop as soon as he started talking like this is this is also kind of on a topic that people often want people to s- stop talking as soon as they start talking about it but I will say that it's nice because it is consistent with the fact that all of my plays of the week so far have involved death or unconsciousness hmm. um, and so this one the two states the- that our listeners pray for every week and my play of the week was uh was actually a dream that I had. Um, and so, you know, no one probably wants to hear about my, my wacky dreams, but I guess I'll just, I'll just try it anyway, and you can, just, you can just edit it out. And it does get around to sports at some point in it. Simon doesn't edit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in my play of the week, uh, so I have this dentist named Mary Jo Frazier, and she used to be Charlton Heston's uh, dentist. She's, a, she's in Santa Monica. Um, and so in my play of the week, Mary Jo Frazier uh, canceled my dental appointment, and it was automatically scheduled for 10 months later. And at first, I didn't have any information about why the uh, appointment was canceled. And then there was like this slow dribble of information that was coming in about the cancellation. Um, and in the next, for some reason, in the next part of the dream, I was in a unisex bathroom, um, peeing in a urinal, and there were women sitting at like all of the other urinals around me. Um, and I found sitting, out they're sitting on the urinals. Like, no, they were just like sitting at. They had like seats in front of the urinals. Wait, uh-huh. Mikel, are you asking how women pee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well let's let's keep going because this could take a while. Uh, no, no, no the, get it. it's, it, it's just a little more. After the um, podcast, Mikel, you, I'll, you and I will uh, table. We'll talk. Please, because I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just realized, like, oh shit, how do women? <laughs> um, so there are these women sitting on chairs in front of the in front of the urinals. And um, and I found out from one of the women that my dentist um, and another dentist uh, may have been drug addicts and that they broke in somewhere trying to steal something, which was probably drugs, and that the other dentist during this had died. And then they told me that this also involves Steph Curry, that he was with them 
and that apparently Steph Curry is also a drug addict, and that the Warriors were forced to forfeit the rest of this season because of Steph Curry's like robbery and drug addiction. <laughs> and then Steve Kerr showed up in the dream and told me that my de- that and confirmed that my dentist appointment was canceled because of this. And then he kind of counseled me that like you never can really know about people and drugs and that told me that and he assured me that Steph Curry is getting help and is going to be okay. I'm going to edit that down to just the section where you say Steph Curry is a drug addict. <laughs> and then I'm go and then that's going to be uh, breaking news for all the other podcasts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, what's that saying? Um, like dreams are like photos. If if no one's naked or I'm not in them, I don't care. Yeah, I was kind of worried about that. With, uh, <laughs> using my, my dream as a play of the no, week. No, I mean I like that. Uh, I like that your dream is about Steph Curry's untrustworthy. You actually brought it back and redeemed it. In that the dream is not so much about sports, but a dream about your deep seated belief in Steph Curry's intrinsic untrustworthiness. And it also it, it related to like the thing about Steve Kerr, I think, like not playing those starting five. And you guys oh, were yeah. saying that it was kind of like a nice move. No. Um, and, I, and I'd said it was basically forfeiting. I think it related to the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is giving you nightmares. <laughs> um, I do want to say, hey, we have a quick uh, error and regret in that uh, that David Foster Wallace tennis essay about seeding um, is just from like his stupid tennis book, um, like the five essay tennis book. We couldn't find that in like any books. But we did. But I did find it. It's in his book String Theory, which is just. Oh, you, you found the actual essay? Yeah, it's in his book. You have to, you have to buy it on Amazon. I bought it for my Kindle. Um, okay. I spent another five dollars down the drain into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably could have got it from the library, but I I like um, I like being a martyr. Uh, I have an error and regret for saying that dream. Can you just get rid of that? Can you edit it out? No, I'm not editing anything out. I, like, I, I liked it. I liked it. I actually liked it too. It's a different, it takes our podcast in a different direction uh, towards like mild surrealism, which I appreciate. Okay. All right. So did anyone do their, uh, what, what's next? Do we want to talk about our movies? March disorientation. No, that's absolutely uh, like a post-concussion syndrome thing. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of people have that. Um, uh, uh, did anyone watch their movies? Because I, I watched uh, Gus. <laughs> I'm so glad I came in to hear about uh, Gus. Yeah, I where watched... did you get it? Where did you watch Gus? Gus is on iTunes, dude. Oh, and it's and by the way, I will say this: this I don't want to. iTunes actually hasn't responded to my emails about whether they want to sponsor this podcast yet. Apple is kind of on the fence, I think. But uh, I do want to say Gus looks great on iTunes. It's a, it, like it's clearly like oh, a brand wow. new transfer. Um, from like the original negative or something, it looks like absolutely ridiculously good for a uh, nineteen what nineteen seventy three film about a football playing mule. Um, and and so here's the thing about Gus. Uh, Gus is a great film. Wow. Yeah, I loved it. And so I didn't know Don Knotts was in it. So let me tell you guys about Gus. Uh, first of all, Gus, uh, like most great films, opens in northern Yugoslavia, which no longer exists. Um, which was like a bittersweet thing about Gus is they talk about Yugoslavia a lot and Yugoslavia is now like eight different countries. Um, right. I, I think one of them is uh, Montenegro, actually. Yeah, a little fun fact for the listeners. But um, so it opens in northern Yugoslavia where a guy has a, a mule that can kick a soccer ball really far. And that becomes, as you can imagine, a big story. So they bring him in as a halftime act, but the team is so bad that they need the... the the mule to start kicking field goals for them. And it's an intriguing, it's a brilliant setup because it's like if you had a football team that could kick a field goal accurately from any point on the field and all you do is kick field goals, would you win? 
Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and the answer is yes, they do. So he can kick like a 100 yard field goal. He specifically can kick a 100 yard field goal. Like wow. so, so that is that is stated at the beginning of the film. Um, and Gus, uh, and there's a big showdown with Tim Conway in a supermarket where Gus makes a real mess of the supermarket. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, is there a low point where Gus like? Oh, there are many yeah. low points. So, because <laughs> so they like the team owner makes a bet, which is kind of like the weird plot of the film, which isn't as engaging as just watching the mule kick balls. But um, it's like he makes a weird bet with another rich guy that the team will like go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl or something. And so the other rich guy keeps trying to sabotage Gus. So at one point, uh, they pour uh, gin into Gus's oats and they say like, "Today's your day, Gus. Time to celebrate." And Gus gets really drunk and he can't kick the ball. And so that's like one of the, and and then uh, the Yugoslavian kid is kidnapped uh, by the guys and the girl that he has having kind of a flirtation with manages to get Gus to kick the ball. But then he's like hurt by that. He's like, all I do is put my finger on the ball. I'm such a loser. Anyone can do it. Like you did it. And, um, and he has to kind of get over his ego. Um, And the way he does that, well, you'll have to watch Gus to see. Can you talk about it visually, like how they actually make this look believable? Uh, well, uh, not entirely successfully. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. think I don't think Gus is a very big budget film. Uh, a lot of the times when you're seeing like the characters on the football field, they're really obviously. Um, I guess it wouldn't be green screening back then, but they're very obviously like superimposed or they're, they're using like rear projection or something to like make it appear as if they're in a football field. <laughs> Um, which, uh, as you can imagine, because you know what a person standing on a football field looks like, because they also have it from time to time in other shots, it's it's kind of jarring um, occasionally. But uh, yeah, so what they'll do is they'll show the ball, then they'll cut to a shot of like a, the mule kind of kicking, and then they'll cut to a shot of the ball uh, superimposed flying through the air, um, while while uh. there's kind of like a whew noise, <laughs> right. um, and it's uh it's it's never not entertaining. And uh, never once uh, even close to convincing uh, that the mule is actually kicking the ball. <laughs> and what does Don Knotts do in the movie? Don Knotts is like the assistant coach. Mm. Um, or maybe the coach. Um, I was never quite clear, but he does a lot of uh, Don Knotts kind of like he falls down in the mud a lot. Right. Um, he can't believe that a mule is playing. Like now he's seen it all. Um, <laughs> like that kind of type of situation. Uh, but it's very, it's, it's, um, I would say uh, I went in kind of expecting it to be like a tedious kids movie and I enjoyed every moment of it. And it also has that actually weird, like even though it's a Disney movie for kids, it has that weird like 70s thing where everyone is kind of like a working class loser. And yeah, yeah. Like, like and, uh, and yeah, like everyone is, even though it's like a kids movie about a mule that kicks uh, footballs, it has an element of like slap shot to it um, where just like the team sucks and everything sucks and they all like have shitty cars a um, little bit of deer hunter um, in the I'm DNA su- of Gus. I'm surprised they didn't call it Gridiron Gus. Um, <laughs> it seems like it would have been a better name. Can we well, like do maybe go back and do that? Or well, can- here so here's the interesting thing: if you rent Gus on iTunes, um, the poster art says Gus and Gus '98, <laughs> and I cannot find any evidence anywhere of Gus '98. <laughs> like ever having it's not on imdb it's not on wikipedia wikipedia if you look up gus they don't list any sequels uh if you google gus 98 like nothing like related to a mule comes up is his number on the team 98 
No. He's... Huh. Or maybe... Maybe it is? I don't think so. I think it's his number zero. Hmm. I think, like, like that's, like, how they get around having... Anyway, oh, by the way, I want to say that I feel like, uh, having seen it for the first time, I feel like Gus is the originator of the... Uh, there's no rule in the books that says a blank can't play blank scene. Oh, shit. Because I've never, uh... I, you know, again, this is the first animal playing football... Animal playing sports movie, I think. Uh, it certainly predates Ed and Mr. Go and all the Air Bud films. Um, and it has an excellent sequence where they like actually read the rules of like NFL football uh, oh, wow. aloud, and and it doesn't it doesn't say anything that, about a mule. In fact, they say specifically they're like a woman could play, a mule could play, and uh, and you're kind of <laughs> like that's, uh, the, that's the slippery slope that they're worried yeah. about. Well, and then a woman does play, so I don't you know it's it's uh, it was a different time. Oh, and there's and speaking of fat shaming, there's some there's some extremely problematic. Uh, uh, comedy based around the time, the fact that the team has um, somewhat uh, non-conventional cheerleaders. I'll say oh, um, ha- no. that, that that segment hasn't, uh, yeah, hasn't aged well for uh, <laughs> for our, our our leftist crew. But uh, you know, other than that, um, Gus is a good time at the movies and a hearty laugh. Will be I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I really thought that was like the perfect movie. For so you has time. have you seen it, Mike? Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I had never seen it, and like I couldn't believe watching it that I had never seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable that like somehow yeah. I mean, it's it's I'm definitely gonna watch it again. It does seem like it was made by an algorithm to please you. You know, <laughs> it's really. I mean, especially because like I I make mule jokes randomly. Anyway, right, um, right. I don't even know if they're jokes. Yeah. Anyway, so, how does it um, how does it end? Like how does how does Gus? Um, how, right. how do we leave Gus? All right. So if you're if you're still listening and you don't want the ending of Gus spoiled, <laughs> um, skip ahead like I don't know thirty seconds. I'll wrap it up quick. Um, so okay. So boy, whew, this is quite an ending. I, I'm kind of getting a little like emotional just thinking about it. Twenty five um, seconds. So okay. So the Yugoslavian kid has a relationship with a mean quarterback on the team, and then he quits the team and ends up playing on the rival team at the Super Bowl. And he's like, I'm going to hurt you, kid, and. So when he's rushing at the kid and Gus is going to kick the final field goal, Gus slips in the mud and you think the kid's about to get tackled by the quarterback, but he grabs the ball and the quarterback starts angrily chasing him and he gets the kid to inadvertently run a touchdown. Nice. And they win. That was it? Yep. Uh, And (laughs) so so it's like, it's kind of a delightful thing because they've been winning with field goals and the kid's not a real football player, but he accidentally scores a touchdown just by running in terror from his rival. Wow. I was just super impressed by hearing you speed talk that out. Well, yeah, that, was, just, that was good. I don't want to do it again because it reveals to the listeners how much time we really just waste by speaking like normal humans. <laughs> um, and like we could get so much more sports in per episode if we just all did that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. So did anyone else watch uh, watch their movies? March Unsoundness the... of Mind. How about that one? That's even worse. It reveals to the listeners that actually this entire time we're reading from scripts. <laughs> It's true. We spend so much time scripting these out and giving each other notes, and we've got a writer's room, all WGA writers. That's just very expensive. Um, I watched the first half of The Air Up There. Ah, that's oh, awesome. Uh, that's pretty and good I, for you. Yeah. Wow, wow uh, dude. Seems like a lot, yeah. Yeah. Then this. It was too, yeah, it was too much. Like, um, <laughs> it was not, like, it wasn't, I really, it wasn't fun to watch. It was, um, oh, it man, wasn't as bad as I was hoping it would be like that, that's its flaw. Like it wasn't bad enough to be interesting. Uh Um, and it it wasn't as offensive as I thought it was going to be like, it's offensive, 
but it wasn't as offensive as I was sort of hoping it would be because that, that would have made it more fun to talk about. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know if you guys all know the plot, but um, have you guys seen this movie? Dave no. has. Cause he, he, okay. I so, don't think Dave has. Dave, oh, you uh, haven't seen it, Dave? No comment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think he just saw the poster. Um, so Kevin Bacon is a, a, like an assistant high school basketball coach at a Catholic school somewhere where it snows. So like maybe Midwest or Northeast. And he is like the heir apparent, but it has been waiting for his previous coach. Like his coach is still the coach and he played on this team. And this guy has been the coach for 30 some years and won't retire, won't retire. And Kevin Bacon's job is just to like go around the country recruiting. So the film opens and is like framed by, um, like a recruit gone wrong, who is this kid who like shows up and um, specifically says he wants um, a uh, a convertible before he's going to sign with the team. Whoa! And so, so I think this kid is supposed to represent like all the problems of late capitalistic greed that like can only be solved by like taking a purifying trip to Africa oh. um, and like spending time among uh, like an African tribe living out an agrarian lifestyle. So. Oh, Kevin Bacon is really depressed and he's at this like um, some kind of formal event where the school, it's a Catholic school and they're like showing a video of some missionary work that they've been doing. And in his drunken stupor at this event, he sees in the background of the video, which is like of a priest and some nuns, he sees uh, like a seven foot African guy dunking on a basketball court. <laughs> and um, he like stands up in his, um, in, in his like state of absolute drunkenness and like... Um, ambles over to the screen and starts like pointing and shouting about this kid and then like almost the next scene is just like kevin bacon on a bus in africa with like <laughs> live chickens it uses that live chickens on the bus trope oh, that is yeah. like yeah how how you in, like that's how the director indicates that we're like <laughs> we're like no longer in america surrounded by like the gentility of american life are we the only country in the world that doesn't have chickens on buses <laughs> i mean i don't know I don't know. Um, My mom has chickens. I bet she probably would take them on a bus. All right, so, so we're wrong. We're not. Good. We're not, yeah. So anyway, um, I haven't quite finished it, but it turns out that, like, so Kevin Bacon, I think what's supposed to happen in the film is that Kevin Bacon, who is um, sort of like a fast-talking, uh, like, shithead college basketball coach, uh, who's, like, caught up in the whole, like... Kind of like a Jerry Maguire type, or... Uh... Yeah, yes. I think, yeah, and it's supposed to be like, he has to go from um, from that state to like the state of learning how to appreciate basketball just for the sheer joy of it. Show me uh, the money, right? So like that? This is a professional yeah. team, right? No, this is a college, uh, college team. team. Yeah, it's a college team. So, so that. that's why it's so offensive that a player would show up asking to be compensated in any way for the tens of millions of dollars that the school will be making off his uh, sports it's career. Exactly. Yeah. And so like the film doesn't really acknowledge that the true like the the true um scumbags of the film are the coaches. Um uh, yeah. like it's supposed yeah. to be this kid who essentially is just like, Can I have a car? <laughs> yeah, because you guys um, are gonna make like twenty five million dollars yeah, this yeah, yeah. year off so merchandise. It turns out in, in an interesting twist, it turns out the real villains of the film are not um like not Kevin Bacon and the basketball uh guys, but um like these guys, like these, so they're in Kenya and the tribes in Kenya, I forget the name of the tribe, but then like th there's a city close to like the tribal homeland that is um, trying to steal the land of the tribe. And those, uh, like the, these, these like big city Kenyans 
are like portrayed portrayed mainly as like being having all the worst aspects of American culture. Huh. So oh, who's weird. the real victim? Uh, well, us hardworking Americans. I um, guess. Uh, I guess. I mean, I feel like I'm the victim because I'm <laughs> like I still have to finish it, and I'm gonna finish it. I got through half of it. So anyway, um, does that make Kevin, me a victimizer? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So the big, um, like the big climax (laughs) that it's alluded to is that they're going to play a game of basketball between the tribe and the city, and whoever wins the game gets the land. And then if um, if the tribe wins the game, the kid is going to go to America to play basketball with Kevin Bacon. Well, Dave, uh, yeah, you may be African American, but as a member of uh, one of the most marginalized groups in America, which is to say Hollywood screenwriters, um, (laughs) I feel like I can really relate to this tale. Uh, You game break. (laughs) I just want to say that uh, the Oregon Ducks have beaten URI by three points. Seventy-five, seventy-two is the final score. Oh, that's good for Macau. That's good for sports. That's Uh, good for Mike Lochran's bracket too. Really good. My bracket. March dysentery. How about that? No, dysentery is a real problem. Dysentery is literally an actual like condition. Like you're you're getting worse. You're getting right. worse. Right, right. Like, like March breast cancer is not <laughs> acceptable. Like, that's not. No one wants to hear that. Um, all right. What were we talking about? Oh, did anyone, Dave? Did you watch anything? Uh, I just don't think we have time to get into it. Okay, because yeah, I briefly want to say really quick. I watched the thing that I wanted Dave to watch. Um, oh, cool. Which is Kuroko no Basket. I watched like a really surprising amount of this anime. Um, about uh, a high school basketball team. And I delved into the world of sports anime. And I'm never coming back. Um, <laughs> I learned about sports. Uh, I learned about myself. Um, so the actual title of this uh, that comes up on in English on screen every time is The Basketball Which Kuroko Plays. That's the name <laughs> of this show. It's been translated to Kuroko's Basketball or Kuroko no Basket. Um, that's That's kind of like the... This is he who calls himself David. Yeah, so that's so Dave would actually love this show on many levels. <laughs> Why is it translating to two opposite-sounding titles? I don't know. <laughs> um, and but that's like one of the pleasures of anime um, is you aren't always maybe getting the right translation or the most poetic <laughs> translation. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, Mikhail, you would love this show because it's about a star player who's on a middle school team. But nobody knows he's a star player because he can't make any baskets. He's just really good at passing. And part of the reason he's so good at passing is because he has absolutely no charisma whatsoever. So people just don't really see him. They they ignore him. Like even when he's on the court with them, they like can't really pay attention to him. It's difficult (laughs) for them to pay attention to him. Really? So yes, this is the plot of the show. So he has a supernatural (laughs) ability to pass really well because no one can pay attention to him for too long because he's so boring. That's incredible. And he is really boring. Like, they don't make the character interesting at all. He's really blank-faced. He's blank-eyed. Um, they do that anime thing where he's got kind of, like, gray, air, gray hair and gray eyes. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, like, I'm like getting... It's, so there's, like, apparently uh, there's, like, a movie, but I started with, like, the first season. And I'm, like, halfway through it, and it's, uh, I, it's like, made me a better person. So <laughs> I really That's recommend it. you guys give this... I mean, it actually... Oh, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm totally going to watch it. I, where I, did you I, see I, it? I, where can you get it? Uh, you can watch it on Crunchyroll uh crunchyroll.com uh okay. legally uh for free um and uh and i'm gonna say the thing that like i hate it when people say this about shows because it's like like what, what am i so, like how much time do you think i have which is like it takes a couple episodes to kind of really get moving um but it, so you can kind of like skip to like episode uh i don't know 10 
really. Wow. Um, but yeah, well, you know how like everyone's like, oh, you got to watch like Six Feet Under. It doesn't get good until like season five. And you're like, Jesus, like fucking Christ. Like, do you think I'm like in prison? Like, like how am I going to fucking watch, ever watch that shit? Um, so I hate it when everyone's like, oh, it's such a great show. It doesn't get good until like season two. I'm just like, well, I'm never going to watch it. I don't care. Um, I could be watching sports. And you know when sports gets good? All the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is that our episode? Yeah, oh, real quick. So. How, how are Kelsey Plum's Huskies doing in the uh, in the women's? Uh, they won their first round game. Uh, I picked them to go all the way. Um, nice. I, I actually I picked a um, Mizzou versus Washington Huskies final two just to like stay like emotionally involved in it. Cool. Um, and uh, so far, so far, neither of those teams has been eliminated to my knowledge. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, Kelsey Plum's Huskies won their first. Uh, First round game yesterday, and I think they're playing. I don't know, tomorrow maybe. I'll just say tomorrow. Yeah. So were they a good team during the regular season? Yeah, yeah. They they I think they're they have some they have some a good seed of some sort. Is it possible that are they on the opposite side? Like, can we get a Huskies versus Huskies final, possibly? Uh, yeah. Well, they I think could, so. It's actually pretty likely that um, they're they're in different uh, divisions conferences. Mm-hmm. They're in different conferences. Uh, than University of Connecticut. Uh, so they'd have to get down to, like, I think, uh, the final four to play each other. Okay. Yeah, but that's actually really likely that that would happen, um, the Washington Huskies versus the Connecticut Huskies. So Because they're both, like, really great teams. So I, Maybe we can finally have, like, a nationwide conversation about why there's two Huskies. <laughs> yeah. well, why there's just... three? Or there's three? Well, there's also the movie Husky. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and my mom used to say uh, that I wasn't fat. I was just a little husky. So, that's right. This is four huskies. Four huskies, actually. really. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's huskies um, versus huskies, like I hope they change like the logo of the WNBA to like just a giant like husky eating its own tail. That looks kind of like a yin yang symbol. <laughs> um, it's a perfect place to end the episode. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks for listening. I think next week we'll be a little like less um, just like impressed at the very concept of March Madness existing. Um, <laughs> and we might be able to like move, move a little quicker. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. This was pretty good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. March acute articular rheumatitis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. That was a uh, yeah. Really entertaining. Cause physical exertion. Everyone's feeling good. I knew I was missing a great sporting event.